Welcome to the Art of Grateful Leadership podcast. I'm Judy Umless, creator of the Center for Grateful Leadership and author of three books, including Grateful Leadership, Using the Power of Acknowledgement to Engage All Your People and Achieve Superior Results. I'm also Senior Vice President at the International Institute for Learning, IIL. My guest today is Susan Parente, who has, according to her latest count, 11 certifications. And I'm proudest of her Grateful Leadership Certified Professional Certification, Level 1, which means she can teach a one-hour course in Grateful Leadership. Now, Susan is uh, one of the unique individuals who can bridge what I'm discovering are two very well-aligned worlds, that of Grateful Leadership as well as Agile. And interestingly enough, the Scrum Alliance has begun to realize that these are well aligned also. And I've been asked to be a panelist on the Scrum Alliance event, which is called Advancing Agile Leadership, Agile Leadership Styles, a live panel discussion on March 21st at 1 p.m. So I hope you'll come to that, but in the meantime, I started to feel that there was a connection between Agile and Grateful Leadership when I became a certified Scrum Master. And uh, there was an emphasis on serving the team. And I believe you can't serve the team unless you are truly grateful. Now, Susan, as I said, bridges these two worlds really, really well. And she was interviewed in the past couple of months on three different episodes of a podcast series hosted by Tom Cagley called Software Process and Measuring Cast, or SPAMcast, which is a very cute uh, compression of those words. Now, this series has a focus on the world of software process improvement and measurement, which has a focus on Agile and Scrum because of that. And Susan has very effectively translated the grateful message to Agile and Scrum methodologies. So when she was interviewed about grateful leadership, she really was able to connect the two really well. So while Susan is not my live guest this time around, she's a guest on Tom Cagley's podcast, which he very graciously and generously allowed us to listen to and we're going to hear Susan uh, talk about her feelings about grateful leadership and how it really fits in with agile and to be part of the retrospective and uh, some really important points and she's got a deep grasp of both fields both grateful leadership and agile so uh, and by the way she's going to be speaking at IIL's upcoming um, Agile Scrum online conference on what she coined the term as being the Grateful Agile Leader. So I hope you'll tune in. It launches on June 3rd and then it will go for 90 days. So I hope you'll hear Susan talk about the Grateful Agile Leader. In the meantime, let's hear this very engaging interview between uh, Tom Cagley and Susan Parente. Susan Parente, welcome back to the Software Process and Measurement Cast. 
Hey, Tom, it's great to be here. It's always great. Wonderful morning. Um, it's actually raining out, but I'm awake and alive and uh, happy to be here. Susan, your Not a Scrumdomentalist column is really one of the high points to my month in terms of editing it up because I get to go through this multiple times and take notes, and uh, I learn a ton. Last time we were talking about the idea of grateful leadership, and we got to a point where we, we saw the relationship, how it could work in Agile and, well, how it could work in people's basic lives. But the problem I keep coming back to in my head is that things that that are just done over and over and over again feel sort of, uh, feel sort of like they can get to being rote. How do we keep this evergreen, fresh? Great question. It's a really great question. So uh, my answer is going to be a little unique for somebody with a engineering background. I have a master's degree in engineering. My undergrad was in mechanical, and I have, I think, 11 certifications. I'm kind of at that point where I, I got to look back and remember how many. So I'm a very left brain person. And so my answer is going to be even more profound because of that. And what I'm going to say is that it, it's, it's about coming from the heart. You know, it's about really, really coming from your heart with with that acknowledgement, with that gratitude. And, you know, it's interesting because one of the things I want to share is there's sort of um, something called the five C's of acknowledgement. And it's going to walk you through how you can make sure that your acknowledgement is really something that's genuine, that's going to hit home, it's going to land with somebody. But fundamentally gratitude to me is kind of a state of mind you know just like when when we started today I said wow it's a great day and I'm looking outside and it's kind of gray and cloudy and whatever and so it's like I could look at it as like oh, it's a miserable kind of rainy day but to me it's a great day because spring's coming I'm seeing birds outside and it's warmer out and we're probably not going to get snow anymore so it's so so that's there's always something to be grateful if you're looking through gratitude. So that's why I think it's a little bit of a state of mind. And then the acknowledgement part of it, if you're coming from the heart, that doesn't get old because it's genuine. If you make it thank you, that gets trite very quickly. And like like you said, you're just sort of like, oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank it. thanks everybody. Good job with the iteration. Thanks customer. Thanks, you know, thanks Tom. All right, have a good day. You know, that kind of thing that's that becomes trite because I think sometimes we we say it without even thinking that we're saying it. So that's definitely not heartfelt. It's definitely not genuine. Not that it's mean spirited, but it's but it's just um, just, you know, a little bit of a complacent kind of place to be just to say it, to be polite. And that's not that's not really what we're talking about, about being grateful and being a grateful leader. Uh, we're talking about shifting the way that you lead um, from being somebody who takes an incredible amount of time to correct somebody when they've done something wrong and takes very little time to be thankful when they did something right. And the suggestion is maybe to flip that. And actually, I think I was talking about last time, like there's this list of like why this doesn't work or why I wouldn't do it. And one of the things is I don't have time. 
And um, and I was I was listening to this presentation the other day, and I can't remember it's a, the gentleman's name was Chester, but I can't remember his last name. Anyway, and he said, you know, it's funny if something goes wrong and you have to reprimand somebody, you have plenty of time for that. If something's broken, you have to fix it. You have plenty of time, but yet you don't have a few minutes to be grateful. It's really kind of proactive. And being that I'm a risk management subject matter expert and an, and an agile subject matter expert, I, I, I find that interesting. My left brain is, uh, is sort of appreciative of that because it's like, oh, it's risk management. Like if I acknowledge somebody now, I'm actually managing the risk about dealing with failures and problems later. Um, it's proactive to acknowledge people in a way. Not that I want to logicize something that is really meant to be heartfelt and genuine, but if, you, if you're worried about not having enough time, it would be like saying, I don't have enough time to do proactive issue management, which would be risk management. And I would say you don't have enough time because you're probably managing all your issues and dealing with those because you didn't take the time to look at risks. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really, um, from a practical perspective, it makes sense. But it's about coming from your heart and, and expressing gratitude and gratefulness for other people. And honestly, I think we, I think we feel these things and it's, it's, we don't say them. I think that's the problem is it's getting it out of our mouths and we're stopped because of all of these reasons that, we don't have time, it doesn't make sense, I shouldn't have to do that. You know, can't we just stick to work and do the work that needs to get done? I have to thank somebody for doing their job, you know, that kind of thing. But I think that we we know what to be grateful. I don't think anybody needs coaching to figure out what to be grateful for. It's, it's about stopping and taking a moment to smell the roses, you know? Why do we care? Why do we care? Well, the logical side would say that a team that expresses gratitude is actually going to be more productive. They're going to be more motivated. You know, it's it's funny. Uh, we got a new puppy. I was actually going to tell you about this. It took us a while to name her. We just got her on Monday, and um, we named her Daisy. And you know, I've I've been starting to watch YouTube videos with uh, Caesar Malone because I I don't know uh, a lot about um about uh, a doggy training. My my husband does. He's had a lot of baby puppies new uh, they're really like newborn puppies so um in training them you know i I, you want to get frustrated sometimes and and yell like no but no doesn't like mean anything i mean they're no they're mad at them but but really when you're training a dog you you want to express positive affirmation when they do something right like they peed outside awesome you know and so there's like a lot more acknowledgement for doing things right and less like negative for doing things wrong because really they're driven to do things right and to get acknowledgement. They want acknowledgement, like good good puppy, food, things like that. They're, it's all positive reinforcement. And, you know, isn't it obvious? Like, don't we all respond to positive reinforcement better than negative reinforcement? I mean, you know, we human beings probably have, have a little bit better... Uh, more more valuable response to negative reinforcement, but is not as strong as the positive reinforcement is. And um, it's very obvious when when you're training a dog that the negative reinforcement doesn't do it. If you say no, it's like, well, then what do they do? What does no mean? 
what do I do? What do I do with no? You know, whereas if you say sit, you know, and the dog sits, like, and then you clap and say, oh, good, good girl, you know, you sat. Like, I, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be uh, uh, silly about it, but we do respond to positive acknowledgement a lot better. And it's also, it's very clear. You know, when you're told no, you're like, okay, then what do you want me to do? You know, you ever have somebody say, stop doing this, like, stop stop talking over somebody else while they're talking. You know, it's a little bit, I'm a energetic kind of person and very passionate. So that's one of those things. Oh, I have to like not talk over other people. Well, how do you do that? Well, you do that by listening, you know, so that that's a something you can do. You can't not do something, but you can do something, you know, and that's what acknowledgement is about acknowledging somebody for what they're doing, not reprimanding them for something that they're doing to tell them not to do it. How do you not do something? I mean, I, I get it. Don't don't talk. But to tell somebody to listen, well, now they have something to do. Okay, I can listen. But how do I not talk? It's like, hmm, I don't even know what that looks like. And then you get in your head about, oh, I want to make sure I don't do that. How do I not do that? And they even say, like, if you're trying to get a new habit, replace an old habit, like let's say you're smoking or something like that, and people say, oh, okay, well, give up smoking and start walking or start running or start meditating or you know like if you replace something then you're going to create a new habit and so I think acknowledgement is about focusing on things that people are doing that are good and valuable rather than reprimanding them for something that is not good and I don't I don't have a psychology degree or anything close to it but you know we're really kind of getting into psychology and that's what all these all these leadership styles they're about motivation and fundamentally they're about psychology and it's funny because I go to a lot of project management conferences and I've watched panels of senior execs and what they will tell you is the difference between a good project manager and a bad project manager is not the tools it's not the agile method they use it's their leadership it's it's how people lead other people and if you're on a self-organized team believe it or not you're leading everybody on that team and everybody on that team is leading you. That's empowerment and that's what makes an agile team work well is when everybody feels they're empowered to be a leader and nobody has to specifically follow some person. We're all working together as leaders. Susan, before we wrap this segment up, there's one thing that I sort of want to follow up on. The whole idea of... You know, when we're talking about instead of just saying no, using something else, you know, tell people to listen, uh, so to speak. And what was that ran through my mind right at that point is, do you think that taking a more grateful leadership style causes people to be more, at least listen and, and actually observe more than you know the interrupt driven sort of hey you're wrong kind of management style i i think that it keeps people more engaged there's a little bit of a turn off you know even when we make mistakes and do things wrong and and gosh i i'm (laughs) i'm i'm the first person i'm probably like very mindful of myself and like oh I can't believe I did that you know like that kind of thing like uh, maybe a little bit too critical of myself about things um trying to do things right do things well and if I get stuck in that mode 
I'm not really motivated. And, and oftentimes like I'll put to, you know, I'll do a lot of work or make a huge effort and make a small mistake and to get negative feedback for that small mistake without any appreciation or acknowledgement is just, it's so defeating. It's so like unmotivational because it would be like, Hey, I did this whole project or, you know, I did this whole task and I developed this, let's say I developed, um, uh, some web page and I did the whole task and you know what? I, I made one mistake and I get it. I made a mistake, but if we focus on that, it seems to me like all of my work, you know, that the, the work I did in this this whole week-long iteration is basically useless, not important. It's all the focus is on that one mistake that I made, you know? And that's why, I mean, I remember years ago, they used to say like the, uh, what do they call it? The compliment sandwich, you know? So if you're going to give somebody negative feedback, you compliment them, that would be the bread. And then there's like the constructive criticism would be like the whatever, peanut butter or jelly inside and then the other piece of the bread would be something positive and I think there's a reason for that you know this grateful leadership is about expressing gratitude and even when there's failure there's a way to to acknowledge people like I acknowledge you for your dedication for all you did to get this to work we did have this one problem let's talk about how we can make it better next time and by the way thank you for being in this conversation and staying engaged and you know, adding value to our team. It's like so much better than like, we need to talk about that, that mistake you made. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> you like I'm pointing my, I'm my mother's teacher finger at you. Yeah, yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that instinctively we all like step back. Like we, we, come inside when that happens like we come inside ourselves to protect ourselves and i know for me i get defensive you know if i did something wrong i get defensive oh well i did that because of this or that or whatever and that's it's not a good thing to be defensive there's no space for growth and we're about continuous improvement we're about um inspecting and adapting and that's about being open and if we point that finger everybody was like "Mm." You know, I point my finger to, to my dog, the, the one that's seven years old. I point my finger at him and, and he powers because that's like, <laughs> you know, and, and he could, I mean, he's a, he's a big dog and, you know, he's, he's, he could, he could tear me up if he wanted to, but I point my finger and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, it's, there's no space for engagement and discussion and improvement when we're in fear mode. So that having that acknowledgement, it's not saying we're not gonna talk about problems, but we can at least acknowledge what people have done and then have a conversation about, hey, well, how can we do it better? And, and that's what I think the retrospective should be. And when I hear retrospectives not working, it's usually like, well, they're five hours long and everybody blames people. I'm like, that's not a retrospective. Like, whatever you're doing is not that. You're not, you're not following the process, you know? I um, understand. <laughs> yeah. Susan, how would people continue the conversation? I would love to continue the conversation, and you can email me, parente at S is in Sam, the number three, hyphen tec.com. So S3 hyphen tech.com. 
Or you can find me on LinkedIn, Susan Parente, and I would love to talk to you about anything around grateful leadership, servant leadership, how to implement those in Agile or any other Agile topic that you want to talk about. Susan, as usual, I am a... Well, I'm a more intelligent person every time we talk. I am certainly more educated, and I have uh, I have notes on things that I'm going to try to do differently, or at least try out. Susan, your not a scrum mentalist column is absolutely fantastic. Thank you again for being on the show. Thank you, Tom. Well, thank you, Tom, and thank you, Susan, for that great discussion of uh, grateful leadership in the context of agile leadership, and I'm very grateful to you both to uh, have you explore this. It's uh, a very important topic, and that's why, to just remind you, I'm delighted to be speaking as a panelist on the Scrum Alliance event Advancing Agile Leadership, Agile Leadership Styles, a live panel panel discussion on March 21st at 1 p.m. If you want further information on that, please send me an email and I'll make sure to get you the invitation. It's judy.umlis at iil.com. And please be sure to hear Susan speaking about the Grateful Agile Leader on IIL's online Agile and Scrum conference, which launches on June 3rd, and then you have 90 days to listen to all the fantastic presentations. So this has been a uh, great uh, opportunity to get the alignment between Grateful Leadership and Agile, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you if there are topics that you'd like us to discuss in podcasts. And if you want to join the Center for Grateful Leadership, which we'd love to have you do, you can go to www.gratefulleadership.com. Admission is free, but members tell me that the experience is priceless. You can also reach out to me, as I said, by writing to me at judy.umlis at iil.com. So please remember to acknowledge someone or many someones each and every day. Until the next time, I'm Judy Umless.